There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Like an army. Keep talking like that, you hear? Oh my. Oh, I can preach to some people that sound like that. Say, Lord, I need to hear from you right now. Let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we need you to speak right now. And, God, I need you to push back all darkness, and I need everything we need to hear. I need that released today. For those in the building and online, God, we are open and we are ready. Tell them, 1115, say, I'm open and I'm ready. Speak to us, God, with power. Detox us today from every toxic thought that we've carried from when we were children, from when we were teenagers, from our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, our 60s, our 70s, our 80s, our 90s. Detox us today, God, so that we can go into what you promised us. We won't take toxic into our promise. We won't take toxic into our next. In Jesus' name, in the building, worship God for five seconds right there. Online for five seconds right there. Five. Four, three, two, one. Shout, God, I need a detox. Satan is happening right now. So we started this series. Grab a seat. Let's get right into it. We started this series on Wednesday called Divine Detox. Say Divine Detox. That is the spiritual and natural process. Many people only deal with the spiritual process, which is the root of the thing, but they never deal with the natural part of the process, which is the fruit of the thing. Then you have some people who only deal with the natural, which is the fruit, but they never deal with the spiritual, which is the root. So a divine detox means I'm going to deal with both sides. I'm going to deal with the spiritual and the natural process and period of time. What does that mean? It's going to take a process to get you detox. It's going to take a process to pull you out of some stuff that was trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But here's what I love. My God is the God of a process. Mm. 
which means there's no process that I go through that God is not going to make sure that it benefits me. There's no process that I go through where God's not going to make sure I get something good out of it. Matter of fact, for every person that feels like you've been in a process, can I give you a good place to shout right here? Is that God is making sure that process produces everything that it's supposed to in you. You've not wasted time. You've not wasted energy. You've not wasted effort. I need you to elbow somebody say, his process is working. And people falsely claim that you should trust the process. I don't trust the process. I trust the God of the process because I know whatever process he puts me in, he's going to make it work together for my good. It is the spiritual and natural process and period of time. You, we don't become toxic overnight, so sometimes we can't detox overnight. It's a process and a period of time of which one abstains or rids themselves of toxins. And for many of you, two things have been happening lately in your life. You've been abstaining from some things. What does that mean? There's some things that you used to do you don't even do no more. There's some people you used to go around you don't even go around anymore. There's some people you used to talk to you don't even talk to anymore. There's some people you wanted in your life and God made them ghost you so that you would have an opportunity so that you would have an opportunity to be able to detox. And I don't need you running after nobody. I don't need you chasing after nobody. Why? Because God says, I need you to abstain from some things. I need you to get away from some people. I need you to get away from some nouns, some people, places, things, and ideas. Because when you stay away from it long enough, you'll see just how toxic it is. If you stay away from it long enough, you'll stop crying and start celebrating and say, thank you, Jesus, for getting me away from that toxic person thing or idea. Touch somebody next to you and say, you got to abstain from some things. So watch me. It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time from which one abstains or rids themselves of toxins. Rids means there's something that's already attached to me that I have to rid myself of. There's something that's already connected or in me that I have to rid myself of. So this month, God says, I'm taking you through a process. And hear me, 1115. By the time this month is over, I pray over your life, you will be 100% toxic free. Bishop, that's not possible. You alive? In 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 4, King Solomon said, and the Lord has given me rest all around. And there is no enemy and there is no crisis. Which means just for 50 shouters, by the time August is over, your life is going to be toxin-free. That's all you got? That's all you got? Fist bump somebody and say, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it's the process and period of time um, that's both spiritual and natural from which you abstain or rid yourself of toxins. And what is toxic? Let's define it. Something that is toxic, it means it contains or it is poisonous. It's containing or being poisonous capable of causing death or serious debilitation, which means it is, there's something in it that's poisonous. There's something in it, watch me, that's not good for you. And what's crazy about some poisons is that they look like another substance. Which means you may think that it's water, but you don't recognize that it's really something poisonous. You may think that it's one thing when it's really something else. And for some of you, you have been being toxic, uh, being introduced to poisonous people, places, things, and ideas, and you didn't even know it. Watch me, because you thought you were safe with your mama. You thought you were safe with your daddy. You thought you were safe with your cousin. You thought you were safe with your friends, not to realize that they are introducing something toxic to you. Uh-oh, you thought you were safe with your spouse, but your spouse has got some toxic stuff they working out that... 
containing or being poisonous, capable of causing death or serious debilitation, which means when something is toxic, it's going to always kill something. It will never be able to live the way it's supposed to live. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. Say it. I am come that you might have. Say it. I am come that you might have. And that you might have life more abundantly, which means if it's constantly causing death, if your life shows no signs of life, for some of you, I came to tell you, you're coming off of life support this month and you're finally about to live. You're not just going to be waking up struggling. You're going to wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice in God. I need faith people in the building. Touch your neighbor and say, you're about to live like you've never lived. Wrong neighbor, touch the other one. Say, you're about to live like you've never lived. Oh, get your passport ready. You're bigger than one city. Get your passport ready. You're bigger than one zip code. I need you to see yourself bigger than where you are. I need you to see yourself as more than where you are. Say, I'm about to live. I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you ninjas. Let's go. Watch me. It causes death. Or serious debilitation. Debilitation means it doesn't move like it's supposed to. It doesn't function like it's supposed to. It doesn't work like it's supposed to. And for some of you, nothing ever seems to work. And what if I told you that who you've been blaming hasn't been the issue? Because many people put the devil where he's not when really you need a detox. You say, well, the devil just keeps getting in my relationships or you're toxic. The devil just keeps getting on every job I get on. Or you're toxic. And, and watch me. And everybody doesn't have to tolerate your toxic attitude. Everybody doesn't have to tolerate your toxic way of living. Everybody ain't got to tolerate you popping off and coming back later and apologizing. Sometimes when you're toxic, you got to go through a little trauma and a little drama to lose some stuff to recognize. Maybe it's not everybody else that needs to change. But maybe, what did Michael Jackson say? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. And I'm asking him to change his ways. I need you to make sure you're not sitting next to somebody stuck up, pompous, or arrogant that thinks that everything they do is 100% right you got some issues you got some stuff you need to detox from if you know that's true just touch somebody and say let's detox together say it again say let's detox together 11 15 I'm looking and you ain't touching touch somebody else say let's detox together because if I detox in August my life is gonna take off in September if I detox this month God's gonna take me where I never dreamed I could go. Somebody say it again. Say, let's detox together. So what is it? Containing or being poisonous, capable of causing death or serious debilitation. It's an asset that's lost too much value to be sold on the open market. When you're toxic, you, watch me, you consistently diminish in value. You see, it's, it's three types of people. Poison, toxic people. Second, you ready? Milk. Milk people, they start good, but they spoil over time. See, that milk was good when you bought it June 1st. Don't you drink that milk today. But you're going to need to come down to the healing line. You ready? But then number three, there's wine people. Let me see how much wine I got in here and online. Wine people, they get better over time. Which means I'm better this week than I was last week. I'm better in 23 than I was in 22. And I maybe had to dip a little bit and had to go through a couple of valleys. But baby, let the record reflect that my value has increased. Let the record reflect that I may not be where I want to be. But I can thank God that I'm not where I 
used to be. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your value's increasing. But watch me. But when you're toxic, your value constantly decreases. So now, watch me. It's called a toxic asset. It can't even be sold on the market. And for some of you, pay attention. You are praying for things that your asset value does not demand. You're praying for a king, but ma'am, you're not yet a queen. Okay. You're, y'all ain't gonna talk. You, you, you're praying for a millionaire. Watch me, but you still think like a thousandaire. Y'all ain't gonna say. You, you, you are praying to be a curse breaker, yet you want to be accepted by your cursed family and friends. I, I need to make sure I'm next to some people and in the building and online with some people that have made up their mind. Watch me, that I don't care what is behind me. I forget those things that are behind. And this one thing I do, I'm pressing. And that press involves a detox. Look at somebody close to you say, let's detox together. Last definition of toxic. It's very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive, here it is, or insidious way which means you didn't even know what it was doing to you. You didn't even know because the needle that was injected was so fine. It was so small. You didn't even know that you were being injected with poison. You didn't even know you were being injected with something toxic. It's pervasive, which means it takes over and it's insidious. Pay attention. So the question becomes, look at this. If it's insidious, what does that mean? It proceeds in a gradual Subtle way with harmful effects, which means this happened over time. You didn't become toxic overnight. It started with what your daddy used to say about you. It started with what your mama said about you. It started, come on, can I preach 1115? It started with who touched you in a way they never were supposed to. Let's talk. It started with who said something to you in a way they never should have said it. It started with you seeing something when you walked in the living room on the screen that you were never supposed to see. It It started, watch me, in a subtle, a gradual and subtle way. And the problem is, is that when poison begins to accumulate in one system, even though it's just a little bit today, just a little bit the next day, just a little bit the next day, as it accumulates and builds up in you, it can have harmful effects. On Wednesday when we opened the series, I told the story about a man that um, literally his wife would feed him oatmeal every day. And as he would, she would feed him this oatmeal every day, she had poison that was in the oatmeal because she was determined that she was going to take him out. You have to be careful because sometimes your greatest hate comes from who's closest to you. Judas was sitting at Jesus' table. He wasn't at the stranger's table, which means you can always tell where your warfare is going to come from. Just look around and check who's at your table. So watch me. So the wife, the wife, if I said a wife, the wife was feeding her husband oatmeal every day. That was his favorite meal, which teaches us a powerful principle about toxic is that the enemy's not going to put something toxic in something you don't like. He's going to put a toxic in something you do like. He's going to put toxic in legs, hips, and body, yada, yada. Y'all let go. He's going to put toxic in exactly what you want. He's going to put toxic in what you're drawn to. He's going to put toxic in what you're attracted to. He's going to put toxic in what you reach for. But this month, you're about to peep game. 1115 peep game is an urban colloquialism that means I'm finally about to see exactly what the enemy's been trying to do to me and let him that steal, steal no longer. It proceeds in a gradual, subtle way with harmful effects. So the husband was sitting down having his oatmeal every day. As the husband was sitting down having his oatmeal every day, there was some poison. 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 Okay, y'all got to know your lines. Be a good church. Read your Bibles. All right, you ready? Okay, here we go. So 
There was poison in it. He was eating it every day, eating it every day, eating it every day. It went on for over a year. Because when, when the enemy's really, you ready for this? When the enemy really sees you as a threat, watch me, he doesn't hit you with one blow. When he really sees you as a threat, it's a little bit every day. And for some of y'all, the truth is, is that you haven't had a lot of big blows, but you've had a lot of small things that have tried to make you, who am I talking to? And then watch this, watch when he thinks you're weak, that's when he tries to hit you with something big. But what if I told you, please listen to me 1115, what if I told you your praise was about to push back the punch he had for this month? I'm not talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. Your praise is about to shut down. The enemy was going to try to get you because you were weak. He was going to try to get you because the poison had made you feel less than. But somebody shout, my praise is a pusher. And it's pushing back darkness. We have a seat. Let's go. So the man would eat the oatmeal every day, but there was arsenic in it. He would eat it every day. And then one day he dies. And when he dies, the wife is like, oh, my God, I don't know what happened. What's funny is the people who try to poison you will pretend like they don't know what they were doing to you. They've been talking about you the whole time, and then when you finally give up, they act shocked and surprised. They, they've been hoping that you win win, hoping that you wouldn't succeed. Uh, watch me. I pray that God, I pray that this month God show you everybody around you that's toxic. I pray that this month God show you everybody you've been calling that was really toxic. Because when you called them, they didn't give you Bible. They didn't point you to scripture. They didn't point you to a message. They pointed you, well, child, if I was you. But I don't need to hear your opinion. I need to hear what thus saith the. Let's go. It's insidious. Say insidious. So the question becomes, how can we become toxic? How does this thing that's insidious, gradual and subtle, how does it affect us? John 16, 35, Jesus says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace in the world. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. Say tribulation. On Wednesday, I introduced you to the word tribulation from Acts 14, 22. I want to introduce you to you tonight, or this morning rather, from John 16, 35. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. Say, it's guaranteed. Which means, stop thinking, Lord, what's going on? Why am I dealing with all these problems? If you're not dealing with any problems, you're not about to possess any promises. I'll talk over here because y'all don't know how to talk over there. Every time I see a problem on the other side is a promise. Every time I see an obstacle on the other side is an opportunity. Every time I see a challenge on the other side is something I'm about to conquer. Here's a crazy place to praise him. You ready? Who can give God glory for every tribulation you've got going on in your... Only mature people can praise him because you got a problem. Only mature people can praise him because you got a challenge. Only mature people can praise him because you got an issue. Please look over at somebody and say, let's praise him for our problems. You missed it. Look at somebody else. Say, let's praise him for our problems. Now do it. Do it. Do it. He says, he says, in this world, you will have tribulation. What is that? Internal pressures, which means something from the outside is putting pressure on me in the inside. And what's crazy is that we can look at the same thing, but have different pressure internally. Okay. We can look at the same problem. And for one person, it creates one type of pressure. For another person, it creates another type of pressure. 
See, um, what's interesting about pressure is that it's predicated upon who it's being put on, which means for some, you may look and say, that's nothing. But for them, because they haven't conquered much, it doesn't take much to feel stressed. This is why God has been training and preparing you your whole life so that you could deal with pressure and you could deal with stress. So when other people are tripping, you're like, we ain't finna trip over this. We're not finna be worried about this. Is there anybody in the building or online besides me where other people were tripping and acting a fool about certain things? And you looked at it and you said, I'm not even worried about this because I've seen God do great before. I've seen God make ways before. I've seen God open doors before. I've seen him. Look at somebody say, I'm not tripping over small stuff. It means this. It says you will have tribulation. Tribulation means internal pressures with no good options. It's internal pressure. There's a demand that's been placed on me. And when I look at how to solve the problem, there's no good options to solve the problem. Now, you may look at it and say this is a good option. But when I look at it, I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to do none of that. Other people will say, well, why don't you just do this? And you'll be like, that's nice, but that ain't some, that's not a good option to me. Why don't you just date so-and-so? You may think they something. That's not a good option to me. Why don't you just settle and take this? You may be okay settling, but I don't have a settling type of spirit. I'm, I wasn't sent to settle. I was born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue, which means settling isn't in my nature. Mm. Settling isn't in my makeup. It isn't in the way I think or process. Are you still here? He says, in the world, you will have tribulation. You're going to deal with internal pressure because of external circumstances. And you will have times where you feel like there are no good options. He says, you will have tribulation, watch this, and distress. He's telling you up front, expect this. Because this is the only way to get to what I'm taking you to. You're going to have tribulation and distress. Distress means extreme anxiety. Okay, let's talk. Is anybody in the building online where there are some things you were thinking about for your future or for your life and just thinking about it had you anxious? Just, and you were so anxious. You, you just thinking about it had you anxious. It was extreme anxiety. You driving down the street and you shaking. You're in your car and you shaking. You're sitting up thinking about it and you feel like everything's about to fall apart. And I don't know who needs to hear this. It's not falling apart. It's falling into place. Come on. It means extreme anxiety. Sorrow. Sorrow means I had to suffer something and pain, which means this is an unpleasant sensory experience, unpleasant sensory experience. So Jesus said, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have suffering. But watch what he says. But shout but. Shout it again. Shout but. But be courageous. B means you have to choose this. Be courageous. Be confident. Be undaunted. Be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. Here's your shout. My victory is abiding. Abiding means it lasts. It lasts all day, every day, twice on Sunday. I need you to elbow somebody and your victories will be forever. I... Wrong neighbor. I told you once you say it, push it. Touch somebody else. Say, and your victories are going to abide. Oh, yeah. The victories you get this month, you're going to keep them for the rest of your life. The victories that you get this month, you're going to see them for the rest of your days. Say, and his victory is abiding. But here's the problem. 
tribulations will become toxic if they're mismanaged and misunderstood. I'll say it again. Jesus told you, you're going to have tribulation and you're going to have what? Suffering. Say, I have tribulation and I have suffering. Uh -huh. Say, and distress. Say, those three are guaranteed. What's not guaranteed is how you handle it. Because that's on you and I. He already told you, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have things that distress you. You're going to have things that feel like suffering. But watch me. But those tribulations can become, and in fact, will become toxic. Say they will become toxic. Put it up, please. If you, watch me, if they're mismanaged or misunderstood. So the question becomes, is where does this toxicity begin? Say, where does it start? It starts in the heart. Proverbs 4.23. Now, listen very carefully because for most people, um, you've been taught that, uh, uh, that your heart, you know, there's a difference between your mind and your heart. And biblically speaking, there is that. Above all else, guard your heart. Heart in the Old Testament is the word lev, L-E-B, which means mind. In the New Testament, it's the word cardia, which means mind. Pay attention. He says, guard your mind, which is your heart, for everything you do comes from your heart. So I didn't mean to talk to you like that. You didn't mean for me to hear you say it. But what you did came from your it's quiet, y'all. It's quiet. He says, everything you do comes from your heart. And this is where toxicity begins to build up. Because everything you've been through, watch me, the only remnants of it are in your mind. The situation is over. The only place it still exists is in your memory. The, 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 the toxic relationship is over. The only place it still exists is in your memory. The toxic situation when you were a child is over. The only place it still exists is in your memory, which means if you're toxic, it's going to come from your memory, and your memory is in your mind. So this month, we got to get your mind detoxed. Please tell somebody, say, let's detox together. So how do we do it? How do we detox from toxic thoughts? Children of Israel come out of Egypt, but they still think like slaves. You're not struggling, but you still act like you are. You're doing good, but you have, listen, here's how you know you've got toxic thoughts from trauma, from, from, from suffering and struggle. is because you can go by a hundred toothpaste, but you got that one that you squeezed up as tight as it can possibly be squeezed because you are determined, I'm going to get all the toothpaste. No, see, you're missing it. You're like, Bishop, that's not toxic. But why are you doing it? You had to do that when you struggled. You're not struggling anymore, which tells me that you're out of it, but it's still in you. And for some of y'all, you've been out of some things for years, but it's still in you. And our assignment this month is everything that's toxic in you. Somebody say, it's got to come out of me. So there's three ways we detox from toxic thoughts and we're done. Number one, you have to recognize toxic thoughts. Um, most of us live on autopilot, so we don't actually spend any time thinking about what we think about. We just think it. I'll say it again. We don't spend any time thinking about what we think about. We just think it. And so you're on autopilot. And the only way in a plane for autopilot to disengage is, number one, you ready for this? Number one, you have to grab control. 
And for some of you this month, you're finally about to grab control because your life has been running you. You're about to reverse that thing this month and run your life. Your thoughts have been making you feel sad and depressed. You're about to reverse that thing and say, uh-uh, I don't have a reason to be sad and depressed. If I got a pulse, God still has a plan. Your thoughts have been telling you you're never going to make it. You're never going to do it. You're never going to love. You're never going to be married again. You're never going to have this. You're never going to have that. But this month, somebody's about to take control. If that's you, lift your hand and say, I'm taking control again. But, but here's the second way. Here's the second way that autopilot is disengaged. Is when the plane goes through enough turbulence. It ain't When the plane hits a rough enough storm. When the plane hits rough enough air. It'll knock autopilot off. And make you take back control. And for some of y'all, what if I came to tell you that the storm you have encountered in the first seven months was to get your attention so you can grab. Because you've been letting your thoughts run you. But this month, you're about to reverse that thing. Oh, my God. Say, I'm going to reverse that thing. So, number one, you have to recognize toxic thoughts. You can't just think on autopilot. You have to actually take time to think about what you think about. This is why for many of you, you've had these moments of silence God has been giving you. He's been giving you these moments of silence because the only time you can think is when you're not distracted. And for many of you, silence feels like torture. That's why you're always on your phone. That's why you're always calling somebody. That's why you're always on TikTok. Not knocking TikTok. That's why you're always on Instagram. Not knocking Instagram. But you're always doing something. You can't sit in the house with no TV on. You're not even watching TV, but you just got to have, and watch me, you have a, the volume all the way down. You just like to listen to the little buzz. Because when it's too silent, you think something's wrong. So God says, I've been giving you moments of silence so you can think about what you actually think about. So your thinking isn't on autopilot because your autopilot has become toxic. And what you don't know is that your autopilot has your plane, watch me, descending. And you can't even feel it because it feels right because it's on autopilot. But I came on assignment at this 11.15 to tell somebody that your whole life is about to change this this month and it's about to change for the better 11 15 you might be tired of touching your neighbor but i promise you you're gonna have fruit by the end of this month tell somebody close to you say everything's about to change for the better and you ain't doing bad now but everything's about to change for the where my faith people at you ain't doing that bad today but everything is about to so let's go Recognize talking thoughts, right? right? Just say it with a teaspoon of hood. Just say, you better recognize. Who remembers back when that's what you used to say to people, to check them? That means you was born at least before the 90s. You ready? Recognize toxic thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10.5. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So the Bible says you need to lock your thoughts up. Say lock them up. Take captive means to arrest them, which means, which means you literally need to take a thought and say, don't go nowhere. You know what most of us do? We're, we just are go. We go. I, I recognize, recognize this about, because as I've been preparing this and teaching this, God is taking me through this process. And so as I'm going through this process, I said, I have, I, I said I'm nonstop. I said, I don't never stop. Even when I'm sleeping, I don't stop. 
Because I would wake up at 1 o'clock and send somebody an email. I feel real judged by this 11.15. It's a judgmental group in here. I don't stop. I don't stop. I, 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 watch me. I wake up. Now, I tried to become a morning person. So I tried. So I set my alarm clock and said, Siri, and, and then the other girl, Alexa, I have both of them. I said, get me up at 5. Alarm set. I get up. And when I get up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I meant 6.30. <laughs> but at 5, I say, this is the day that the Lord has made us. I rejoice and be glad. I reach over and grab my phone. And I immediately go back to being on. Because for many of us, we are so used to having to keep it moving. We never checked what was moving with us. We're so used to having to keep going that we never checked to make sure that what was going with us needed to come with us. So, so God says, I've been giving you time. For some of you, like, my phone has been dry. That's God. Amen. For those of you unfamiliar with that uh, 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 colloquialism, that is an urban term that simply means no one has been reaching out to you at the frequency that they used to. And it's become very obvious to you that the prevalence of their interaction in your life has reduced. Translation, your phone been dry. Okay, let's go. Ready? What's mean? He says, arrest this thought. Lock it up. He said, then imprison it. Don't let it go anywhere. Most people, when a thought is painful, you let it leave. When a thought makes you cry, you say, I don't want to think about that. When somebody brings something up that gets you emotional, I want to talk about this right now. Well, when are we going to deal with it? Because it's been dealing with you. It's quiet, 11.15. It's quiet, 11.15. He says, you need to arrest it, then you need to imprison it, then you need to interrogate it. You need to lock it up. Okay, all right, all right so arrest it. All right, act like I'm arresting you. Okay, yeah, yeah. bam, all right, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Look at the neighbor and say, don't let it go nowhere. So when you start thinking you ain't, you're going to, you're, ooh, 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 I hear you, Lord. When you start thinking you're going to die early, because you're the same age your mama was when she died. I heard loud and clear right there. When you start thinking that, you need to lock that, arrest that. Why do I think this? Then you need to imprison it. Go get in here, get in the drum cage with him. <laughs> he like, don't come up in here. You ready? You ready? Okay. So watch me. So he's, so he's, so he's, they got him locked up. They won't let, he, he's in there. He's in there. You ready? So he, Bible says, Bible says, look at the screen. He says, arrest it, then imprison it. In other words, Take a couple of minutes to look at it. If I'm imprisoning you, that means you can't go nowhere until I'm done with you. Which means instead of me being afraid of you, you better be afraid of. See, for some of y'all this month, everything's changing. Why? Because there's been a lot of stuff you've been running from. But God's going to turn around. And what you were running from, you're going to turn around and look at it and say what you want. You don't know, Nan, been to places I've been. You ain't. Arrest it, imprison it, and while it's in prison, here's what the Bible says, then interrogate it. Why are you here? Why do you keep popping up every time I get to this particular date? 
Why do you keep popping up every time I get good news? Oh, my God. Why do you keep popping up every time I meet new friends and new people? Why do you keep popping up every time I go to church? Come on here. Why do you keep popping up every time I finally start feeling good about my life? What the hell are you doing here? Not cussing. Hell is a Greek word. Gehenna. We keep this lower third on standby, which means hot trash. Not cussing. Look at your neighbor say interrogate it. To interrogate it means how did you get here? How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. And that's the end of this song for this particular thought. You interrogate it. Why do you only come up when I'm doing something that I don't feel I'm good enough at? Why do you only come up after I've been faithful? Why, why, where did you come from? Arrested, imprisoned, interrogated. And then once you interrogate it, you got to update it. Say update. update. To update it, watch me. Um, um, the other week I was having some issues with, with a particular company's devices. All you Android users, hush. Because it still wasn't as worse as going to over there. I'm just messing. We have a war at Harvest between Apple and Android. Um, Apple hasn't launched yet, but I was having these issues. And here was the issue, is my iPad wouldn't update. How y'all gonna talk about C? That's you? Father, I rebuke that Android. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You ready? So watch. So it wouldn't update. So because it wouldn't update, Things weren't working. So, so I like to be very productive. So a whole half Monday went by, and I couldn't do anything. I had to reset everything. Then on Tuesday, I told the Apple man, I said, I want to check. I said, I've been here half a day. I said, this is what I bill every hour. I said, somebody about to pay me. Somebody about to check me into some cash at this Apple store. I spent all this time, we spent all this time, they plugged it up, they did stuff I didn't even know they could do. They were doing all kind of stuff. They said, you know, you can plug it up and get Wi-Fi. I said, no, I didn't know that. I said, they have a whole adapter. I said, wow, look at this. I said, I just need my thing working. <laughs> so we spent hours, and then we get to the end, and he's like, now, it probably isn't going to work. I said, no, you didn't, you didn't kept me in here all this time. To tell me, I could have told myself it wasn't going to work. So then, so then, so then I'm like, okay, well, what are my options? He said, well, it, listen to me, listen to me. He said, I ran the diagnostic, and it says everything's fine. But I can clearly see this ain't working. And for some of y'all, it's been toxic for so long, you think it's fine. But the truth is, this ain't working. And I, I came to tell somebody, everything's about to change in your life this month. Because even though it looks like it's supposed to be that way, this ain't working. But everything's about to work for your good. Shake somebody's hand, say, let's detox together. So, so we tried to update it, it wouldn't update. We tried to, because there's some toxic thoughts that you simply can't update. You have to replace. So he said, well, we tried to update it, and he ran the update, but he ran it with a hardwire on an iPad, which I didn't even know you could do. He ran it, 
And he said, but there's going to be another update releasing later today. And so he says, so we'll see. So I, I get home, it doesn't work. And so I say, I say, I just need a new iPad. I have to replace this because this can't be fixed. There are certain thoughts you have to replace because they cannot be fixed. You cannot hold on to it. You cannot keep it. So look at the scripture. The scripture says this. It says, we take every thought captive. Take captive every thought to make it obedient. Which means if I can update you, I got to update you. I got to say, I, why am I thinking I shouldn't think that way? Why am I thinking I can't do it? I'm at it, which means I can do it. Why am I thinking this is too difficult? Difficult doesn't mean impossible. But then there's some thoughts I just have to simply say, you ain't going to work. So we have to, watch me, part of your update means we have to replace you. I pray that God give you, watch me, the ability to recognize every toxic thought. And those that can be updated, you update with what his word says. And those that have to be replaced, you replace it. Because the Bible says, make it obedient to the word. Make it obedient to Christ. Which means if this thought doesn't line up with what the Bible says, this thought has to be upgraded or replaced. Say, Lord, upgrade my thinking. Say, and replace what, what can't be upgraded. If I got to make my thoughts obey the word, but look at me, you can't make toxic thoughts obey what you don't know. I'll say it again. If you don't, if I got to make them obedient to God's word, well, I can't make them obey something I don't know. Let, let me give you some example of some, of some toxic thoughts. Um, just because you've always thought like this doesn't mean that it's all right. Okay, here's one. Bishop, that just popped in my head. Just because it popped in your head doesn't mean it needs to stay in your head. You think that just because it popped in your head that it's supposed to be there. Yesterday when I was on that roller coaster, I was like, I wonder what would happen if I took the seatbelt off. Just because that popped in my head don't mean I'm supposed to do nothing with it. I was just like, I wonder. I said, this bed not open. So the bed not open. I said, are we going to own Elitches? <laughs> and they parent company. <laughs> so come to service and rat a rat. Listen, let's go. So here's some common toxic thoughts. Number one, negative thoughts. Okay, those are toxic. What's good about a negative thought? Nothing. Fearful thoughts. What are you scared of? How are you this big old person scared of a little old spider? Yeah. Now, I know what some of y'all say, but Bishop, I still don't like them. Watch me. But not liking is very different than being fearful of. You are 47 seeing a spider. <laughs> Sir, you, you, you doing all this rah, 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 rah. And you see a spider. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Negative, fearful, discontented, which means nothing makes you happy. Which is why nobody can ever date or marry you and be happy with you because nothing makes you happy. Because you discontented with you, which means you're never going to be content with somebody else. Right? Critical. You, you, know, you know what I can't stand? Are critical people. Critical people are different than people who are in pursuit of excellence. People in pursuit of excellence saying we can do this better. Critical people, this ain't good. That ain't good. You know critical people? You, you can find them at restaurants. 
ain't nothing ever good at any restaurant. Ever. And you know why some of y'all ain't saying nothing? Because I just called you out. Now, if it ain't good, it ain't good. But you the type, uh, uh, you only get four shrimp with this. Uh, uh, send your manager over. Is there anything I can help you with? No. I'd like to make your experience better. How can I fix it? What you should have did. Look at me. No one can ever please you. Because even when they try to make it right with you, making it right ain't right. It's, okay, let's go. Let's go. I just revealed all the restaurant complainers at this and everything. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. But watch me. But being critical means nobody ever is given an opportunity to make it right. Disloyalty. That's, an, that, that's, a, that's a toxic thought. Overthinking. Some of you, watch me, you really were intending to think things over, but you started overthinking. So it's the paralysis of analysis. No, you're still supposed to be locked up. See, toxic thoughts will try. They'll try to leave. But you got to say, get right back in there until I'm done with you. Would you high five somebody? We're almost done at 1115 and say, don't let that thought get away. Snow will try to sneak out on you. Over there looking at me. You're supposed to be locked up. Ready? Okay. So then number two, after I recognize them, say, I have to reject toxic thoughts. You have to reject toxic thoughts before they become toxic actions. Mark 7, 21. From out of the heart. What did I teach you the heart is? The mind. Out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery. Let's go. And let, all right. Adultery. In addition to adultery, uh, uh, coveting, wickedness, deceit sensuality, envy, slander, pride. I like the Bible. Foolishness. The Bible says all of that came from right here. And what's crazy is when you're toxic, you're bleeding but can't see the blood. And so now you're, you're walking around. Everybody else like, this is just who I am. You need to accept me for me. I can love you, but I don't have to accept your toxic. Because toxic people always want you to accept what's unacceptable. You have to reject toxic thoughts before they become toxic actions. And here's our last and final point, 1115, and we're going to shout and go. You have to replace toxic thoughts daily. Daily. Because you've been, look at me, you've been through so much. You've overcome so much. So sometimes on a daily basis, those things will pop back. And you'll think, I've conquered this. And that thing will pop right back up. Yeah. So look at what the Bible says. This is the Message Bible. I like the Message Bible because the Message Bible is, is, is like, you know, um, you know, it's the, it's the south side of Atlanta Bible. <laughs> it's the North Denver Bible. 
It's the south side of Chicago, west side of Chicago Bible. Look at what he says. Sum it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true. Pay attention. Truth is different than facts. True is what God says about it. A fact is what it says about itself. Which means the fact may be the doctor said this, but the truth is with his stripes, I feel like preaching. I am healed. Come on, look at somebody and say, focus on the truth, not the facts. See, the fact may say you don't have enough money and you don't know how you're going to make it. But the truth is, because I'm a faithful giver, he makes all things work together. He says, meditate on things that are true, noble, nobility, which means see yourself as a king or a queen. Look at the person on your left and the right, male or female, whatever they are, and just say you're a king, you're a queen, whatever they are, whatever they are. Online, tap it in the comments. You're a king, you're a queen, you're a king, you're a queen, you're a king, you're a queen, whatever it is. You're a king, you're a queen, you're a king, okay. In other words, God says, stop seeing yourself as less than and see yourself as a whole king. So when you walk in the room, see yourself as a king. When you walk in the room, see yourself as a queen. Think like nobility. And I've never seen a broke, busted, disgusted king. I've never seen a broke, busted, disgusted queen. Please look at the person next to you and tell them and say, think like nobility. Think of things that are true, things that are noble, things that are reputable, things that are authentic. God says, stop focusing on fake. You know what gets me is that anytime I say something about haters, y'all tear the church up. Yeah, if I say, and you're haters, that's right, sir. Talk about them haters. Then I say, let's thank God for the good people you have in your life. Praise God. That's true. Because you're so focused on fake that you miss the authentic. Here's our shout. Even if you only got a few, let's thank God for the real ones you got in your life. Come on here. Let's thank God for the real friends, for the real brothers, for the real sisters, for the people that will, y'all may fight in the back, but y'all gonna love out here. Y'all might have to disagree back here, but I got your back. Touch somebody next to you and say, thank God for the real ones. Yeah, say, thank God for the real ones. Let's go. Let's go. Compelling, gracious. Think the best, not the worst. You get a call from an 800 number. I don't know who this is. It might be the job. Because you ain't finna work for a local company that you got a toll-free number. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. He said, I need you to think the best, not the worst. Look at somebody said, think the best, not the worst. Say, because the best is about to knock, your door, knock at your door. 1115, we gotta go, but I need to prophesy. Say, the best is about to knock at my door. Say, the best is about to text me. Say, the best is about to email me. Uh-oh, your name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find you. Doors are about to open for you. And your name's going to be brought up. Put your name in the atmosphere. Say, put the best behind my name. Say, put the best on my name. I think the best, not the worst, 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 the best, not the worst. He said, think about what's beautiful, not what's ugly. He said, stop looking at the ugly areas of your life. He said, look at what's beautiful. 
It's quiet in the building. It's quiet online. He said, think about the best. He says, you're looking at the one area that's ugly. We all do this. We all do this. You'll look at your body. You'll look at your face. And you'll find the one thing wrong. And you'll focus on that. Instead of focusing on all of the good. Somebody in here has been, watch me, they've been struggling with self-image. Somebody online, you've been struggling with that. So when you touch them, you don't know how you're about to set them free. Just touch them on the shoulder and say, the beautiful, not the ugly. There's so much more beautiful about you, ready, and about your life and about where you're at and about what there's so much more beautiful happening for you. I need you not to focus on the ugly. He says, things to praise. Let's go. He says, things to praise, not things to curse. Translation. He says, look for some stuff to shout about, not to cuss about. And let's be honest, it's easy to find stuff to cuss about. Come I got two real ones. Three. Can I get some real ones? That you love the Lord, but you have another tongue sometimes that slips out. And don't need no interpretation. And some of y'all, you got real good. You put holy, holy, what's me? You'll speak scripture and that other tongue all in the same sentence. See, I don't like how judgmental some of y'all are looking at me like now. Like you ain't never been saying, God, I trust you and God, I trust you. But if this bleep, 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 bleep. Thank you for the two real people in the building. I didn't say it's right. I just said it's real. And you can't heal until you're real. He says, put into practice what I've been teaching you. Paul tells the church at, Philippians, at Philippi, he says, put into practice what I've been teaching you. He said, I've been teaching you a whole lot of stuff. Put that into practice. He says, not only what I taught you, he says, but you saw me be faithful. You saw me be consistent. You saw me take a look and keep on ticking. He said, he said, Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard from me, what you saw from me, and you realize that I do. And God, who makes everything work together. Which means God says, I can't work it until you work it in your mind. Just make this declaration. I need you to shout it as loud as you can, and I'm done. As loud as you can, because some of you, you need to interrupt these toxic thoughts. On three, you're going to make this declaration and say, everything is going to be fine. That was good, but I said on three. So you're going to run that again. One. <laughs> I like it that you're ready, though. Two. And you got to say this like what you were worried about on Friday. By tonight, it won't even be a problem. What you were worried about today, by the time you go check your email or your phone in the car, the answer is going to be there. One, two, three. Everything is going to be fine. Push it with a praise. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Everything is going to be fine. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Wherever you're at in this building or online, you need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wherever you're at, somebody say, today is my day. Did y'all get some out of this word? Yeah. It's about eyes closed. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure.
Today is your day. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Who's Jesus, Bishop? He's God in a body. He died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. And today, when you become a Christian, what am I doing when I become a Christian? You're saying, God, I give you my life. That's called salvation. What's salvation? Who am I, what am I being saved from, Bishop? You. Quiet as it's kept. And I say this with love. There's a few parts of you that look crazy. There was a TV show years ago used to come on called Martin. <laughs> and part of the opening thing for Martin, they say, you so crazy. He's going to save you from you. Two, he saves you from hell. Three, he saves you from trying to figure this thing out called life on your own. That way, if you were to, if your last breath on the earth would be today, you know that their next breath, you'd be standing with God in eternity. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. Today's your day to come back to him. And thirdly, like Bishop Holman, I don't really know where things are at with God, but I want to be sure today, in this building and online, wherever you're at, on the count of three, I need you to slip your hand up in the building online. You're going to do the hand with your emoji or say it's me. I have online ambassadors on every platform. If that's you, one, two, three. Hands up. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. And to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Hands up in the building. And church, we're a church that celebrates people coming to the Lord. There should never be a time I give an invitation that it isn't immediately a praise put in the atmosphere. Online, you do the hand with your emoji or say it's me. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself or you're sure Text the word HARVEST to 55498, enter the option for salvation, or scan the QR code. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Any, a shepherd is a covering, so anything uncovered spoils. Maybe that explains why so many things have gone sour, because you're trying to do it on your own and you're not covered. It's God's principle, not my principle. It's God's idea, not mine. In Jeremiah 3, God says, I give you shepherds after my own heart. So God doesn't call you to a church. That's not true. He doesn't call you to a building. That's not true. He calls you to a voice. A shepherd, Jeremiah 3.15. If I'm your shepherd, you don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America and around the world and be a part of the Harvest family. You just need to text Harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code. Some of you, you came in late. You weren't able to give. Get that ready. And then some of you, uh, you're going to do this with me. We're going to sow the seal. We're going to do the same seed we did at the 915. We're going to do 80. And 8 is for your new beginning. That's our seed. He said, Bishop, I don't, have, uh, I don't have 80. Get as close as you can to it. What do you mean, sow the seal, Bishop Foreman? What in the world is that? It just means that when a word speaks life to you, you sow to seal it. And I don't know about you, but I, I heard God today. Did God speak to anybody beside me today? I sowed both at the 915 and at the 1115. I like double. That's why God makes sure I'm blessed. I just, it's, it's just crazy to me how God makes sure that I'm good. Look at your neighbor and say, and you're going to be good, good. See, we're going to figure this neighbor thing out. Because there should have been some type of response. Give them one more chance. 
And if they don't get it right, don't talk to them no more for the rest of church. Like, when they try to look at you, be like, no. You had your chance. Say, you're going to be good, good. All right. That'll work. How can you give? Again, if you came in late, tithes, offerings, first fruits, love offerings, all of us, let's sow the 80. Say, Bishop, I don't have the 80. Get as close as you can to it. Bishop, all I got, I hear a lady right now. Bishop, literally, there are $3.80 in your bank account. I don't know if you're in this building or online. I heard the Lord say, just listen to me. I heard the Lord say, when you trust him today, you will see by this time tomorrow what trusting him does. There was a widow woman, and she only had, Bible says, she had a half, what was the equivalent of a half of a penny. She had two mites. A half of a penny is what that was. And she walked right on down to the offering. She was like, I ain't, I ain't studying y'all. Everybody else was giving thousands and tens of thousands. She walked down with a half a penny and she was like, God's going to do it for me. Jesus is watching the offering and he doesn't tell her not to give it because if she doesn't release, she can't see increase. He doesn't tell her to hold on to it because you really need it. Baby, if you hold on to this, that's all you're going to have. You know what Jesus tells her? What Jesus says? He says, I haven't seen faith like this since I've been on the earth. He said, everybody else gave from their abundance. She gave from their lack. I pray that this be the last time you not be able to sow. If that's your case or scenario. Rest of this year is going to be the best in your finances. I pray for contracts to come your way. Three of you, you're about to start doing business with the government. Y'all you're about to start doing business with the government. You're about to have the biggest, you're about to have the biggest purchaser of goods and services in the world is about to be your client called the United States government. Y'all better hear me. Grants are going to open up for you. People are going to show up and put money in your hands. On Friday night, I was preaching in Colorado Springs and we were done and I was completed the assignment and a lady, she was sitting on the front row and she kind of, um, kind of waved to my adjutants. Was that sir? And uh, and and he got their attention, and then I looked over, and she got my attention. And I'm gonna be honest. At first, she did this, and I was like, "No, baby, don't finger me over nowhere." And then she opened her hand and said, "It's a check." I said, "I'm coming," <laughs> but don't finger me over here. Come to find out, she's a pastor. Come to find out, I had prophesied something to her. She said, "Bishop, you have no clue what you just said is exactly what I asked God to say." She said, what you just said is exactly the word that I needed to hear. I didn't think anything of it. I'm a giver. I was like, I'll probably just give it in the offering anyhow. Later on, I got to the room. I opened it up. I said, now, isn't that something? I said, I sold this a couple hours ago. And I said, I just got 10 times back what I just sold. Now, I could give you story after story. All I'm telling you is that faithful givers do what? Flourish. Lift your giving to the Lord. How can you give it? Cash app. Donald sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Use our app or our website at harvestchurch.church. Scan that QR code. If you want to mail it, the mailing address is on the screen. Post office box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. Lift your giving. I love you, 1115. Why do you say that? Because as a shepherd, you need to know I'm not in this for any other reason except for the fact that I'm obeying God and I love the sheep that I lead. I love the people that I lead. I'm committed to the people that I lead. I've given God my yes.
and I intend to keep giving him my yes. Come on, say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Favor finds me. Opportunity opens for me. Debts are canceled for me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. The rest of this year will be my best financial performance of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing quickly at Grape Street online. You can scan the QR code or use one of the giving methods. While you are giving, they're going to bring the kids up, and we're going to uh, get ready. The kids are going to get their backpacks, and then right after that, those of you that are in the auditorium, we're going to serve you. Literally, uh, when we released registration, we were at a capacity, but uh, to God be the glory, it looks like we're going to be able to bless everybody that's here today, and uh, and thank God for that, but we just had to make sure because we knew um, that we had a certain supply. We wanted to make sure that everybody got taken care of, so we're going to bless. You got brand new backpacks, brand new school supplies. The kids have been having fun, free food. We fed your kids. All you got to do is take them home and put them to sleep. We ran all the energy out of them, out on that bounce thing. You better hear me? All you got to do is take them home and say, look, they're going to fall asleep in the car on the way home. All right? Our kids, they can go, they're being served. They're being served. They're being served. They're being served. Our kids are being served. They're being served. They're being served. They're being served. Let's go. Our kids are being served. And then we'll do everybody in here. If you're in the auditorium, if you just come down this center aisle and our team will serve you, everybody come. Even if you didn't register, we got you today. We got overflow today, so we got you. Everybody come. We're going to take care of you. If you're a student, middle school, high school, college, even if you've grown and you're going back to school, come on and get you some crayons. Turn that in for your doctoral dissertation. Come on, everybody, everybody. Come on, y'all make some noise for them as they come. And while they're being served, let's do that together, everybody. Say, love God. Everybody say it with me. Say, love God, love people, and love life. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our out or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation. 
payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.